This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Consider becoming a Drama Victoria member today to take advantage of the many member benefits. We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record. We record on the land of the Bunurong people. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and perhaps you can tell by my voice, but I am in isolation at the moment because I have COVID, so please do uh, forgive the sound of my gravelly tone. Today, far more importantly, we are lucky enough to be joined by the incredible Annie Lumsden. Annie is an actor, presenter and comic working in Melbourne. She has appeared in Little Daughters, Coloured Aliens at La Mama, Just a Boy Standing in Front of a Girl, presented by 15 Minutes from Anywhere, Bok Kills Her Father from She Said Theatre, and a tour throughout Asia and Europe with Backyard Theatre Ensemble's production of Missing in Me. Her TV credits include Neighbours and Why You Like This on ABC. Annie created and performs the sketch show This Is Our Pilot alongside Lena Moon, which was nominated for Best Comedy at the Melbourne Fringe Festival in 2019. They also have an online series titled Annie and Lena, which appears on the Stupid Old Studios platform. They also worked with Stupid Old Studios to turn their sold-out 2021 Melbourne International Comedy Festival show into a live-streamed and on-demand special titled This Is Our Show, The Live Stream. The duo is back for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2022 with a brand new sketch show called Different Now. Annie Lumsden and I talk about what it's like working as an actor in this current climate how she approaches this multidisciplinary and multimedia work that she has become so successful at, and she gives a lot of advice as well to teachers and students on how they might approach working and training as actors and writers and comedians. Annie Lumsden is also hilarious and honest and open, and this was one of the most delightful conversations I've had in a long time. So without any further ado, I bring you Annie Lumsden. Welcome to the podcast, Annie Lumsden. Thank you very much for having me. I'm sorry you've got the spicy cough. No, I do have it. Uh, but hey, any opportunity to talk to you is a wonderful opportunity. I'll take it. Uh, oh, I got you, Waxman. <laughs> so you're about to open your brand new comedy show, uh, Annie and Lena, different now. Mm-hmm. What can we expect? Um, so uh, I'm in a sketch duo. Lena is uh, my comedy partner and we do sketch comedy together. So basically it's a 50-minute sketch show. Uh, which we have interwoven some uh, random sketches with uh, a sort of narrative through line. We like to think of it as one. I'm not sure how well it holds up, but um, and uh, it's just a bit of bit of fun. Um, it'll be a very silly show. Yeah. Uh, how similar to a VC drama solo are we expecting or a VC drama ensemble? Can we get inspiration if we're out there looking to create our, our own? Is it, is it pretty ludicrous? What is there any? I'm trying. Is there any transformation of object? Is there any? Um, oh, what else do we do? Stagecraft. We decided to add a set yesterday, uh, and we're checking today, so that's fine. Yeah, so that's obviously <laughs> deeply embedded in the work, and I love that you started straight away by saying transformation of object, and then went into stagecraft, which ironically are the t- two things that were removed from the most recent study design. So <laughs> no one no. learns state. They change stagecraft to uh, production roles. Oh, production areas, in fact, for drama. And then they change transformation of object to application of symbols. So tell you what. Oh, man, I'm so interested in what it is now because I do feel, I know you've got some questions uh, maybe coming up about 
my training, but oh man, I I think I need to do it again. I think like it's been too long (laughs) now. I'm out of the loop. (laughs) Yeah, and and it it purposely changes all the time, so uh, you're not wrong. I guess the big difference is though I have a I have person to work with, and in drama solos, uh, it's in the name solo. It's a lot. It's a lot off your own back. It's very nice having uh, someone to share share the load with. Yeah, well, I mean, any students listening to this know they've got their teacher to bounce off. They've got their classmates to share ideas with. But I'd be right doing a two-hander. It, there's oh. lo- lots in there, isn't there? Well, I was stubborn and egotistical. But yes, use if you have a great teacher like Nick and you've got classmates and friends and even family, you want to be like, hey, I was thinking this. Uh, take any, any feedback with a grain of salt because you know what you want to do most. But that's a great, yeah, it's really great to have people to bounce off with. I struggle to write stuff by myself. Lena's really good at it. She's comes from a screenwriting background. Uh, but for me, I need to like jump up and, and do something stupid with somebody else before we go, that's an idea. Yeah. And speaking of doing things stupid, um, you're an actor, you're a comedian, you're a writer and you work in media and on stage. Um, how can teachers and students prepare for this new normal of like mixed mediums and self-generated work? Great question. What what a question. <laughs> um, genuinely, I'm. St- I feel like um, I don't have a better answer for you, but I'm like navigating that myself. Like um, uh, we've been working on these live shows and touring, but more and more, I'm sort of thinking we need to have a conversation about should we move everything digital, digitally, di- online. Uh, because yeah, there's just so many, there's so many different, uh, avenues. I mean, we just love live theater so much, but like what you, what our aim is, I guess, is to get bigger audiences and you get bigger audiences with wider reach and the, you know, you get the, the widest reach with, um, you know, weirdly TikToks and Instagram reels and things like that. So it's, I think we're currently sort of navigating it ourselves. What was the question? Was it about advice? Um, <laughs> yes. Do you, yeah. Well, how do you think teachers and students can prepare? Like, what is the way? Is, is there no way to prepare? We don't know what the next new thing will be, or will we continue to be in this kind of mixed medium world? Everyone generates their own work until you get the following and then you get the show. Like, is that what is happening at the moment? That's what you kind of implied. Yeah, I think that's kind of what's in my world at the moment. I don't think it's what's happening all over because uh, like, as I just said, there's, you know, I'm, I think I'm just an actor through and through and and Lena's a writer and you shouldn't, I think it's a bit unfair to ask everybody to suddenly also be social media managers as well as producers and as well as directors. And there's a lot of hats and it's, you know, I think sometimes you have to be, but uh, I definitely think there's room for you just to to turn up uh, to to a space, to a play that you're doing and, and, and just be the best that you can at that. That's fine too. Um, I guess it just depends um I guess it depends what your end goal is I guess but uh yeah I think but I've seen a lot of people just really excited learning learning how they can schedule posts or like coming up with fun ideas and so like you ask I am seeing a lot of creative creativity um that it inspires which is cool I guess yeah I love that advice to just you know, stay true to who you are. If you're a writer, be a writer. You don't have to be all things to all people. You know, no. do the stuff that you love and you either will attract people or you won't, but you'll be happy in, in yourself. Don't be just chasing some non-specific goal. Is that kind of what you mean? Or am I putting words in your mouth? Absolutely. No, yes. Thank you for clarifying because um, my words get muddled. So no, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, trying to please everybody or trying to look at somebody else's plate, you know, it's, 
uh, it's never the way to self-fulfillment, I guess. Um, but, you know, that's still something that you will find yourselves navigating as an actor as well, um, how to be, um, uh, how to figure out what it is that you want and how to try and be happy in that. Yeah, maybe that's why teachers and students can work together on that, focusing on doing something that makes them happy, maybe not even chasing a mark, but doing something that works for them and they enjoy and fulfills them. I mean, that would be a great way to approach working in VCU theatre studies or drama. Let's get more mental health support alongside (laughs) drama schools, I reckon. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, so the industry I think has changed a lot since when even you and I trained just a few years ago I trained maybe I don't know I should have done the math before I started 2006 so 14 years ago or whatever Uh, and you a few years after that but I mean the industry has changed a a lot since then Um, but how did your training actually prepare you for what you're doing now generally um I think I was thinking about this I think it's given me um uh like a baseline of professionalism I guess like I I uh I think it did teach me an openness for um trying trying new things or you know um I guess because we had we had kind of different training with different uh different directors and things come in so I feel like I'm I'm quite open to to trying new things and like yeah I'll try a TikTok or I'll try uh, an experimental theater or immersive theater or you know, um, but I I sort of wish I had focused a bit more in school. <laughs> I'm in university. I was having a very fun time. Uh, oh, that's the other thing. It's given. Um, great. I think I'm pretty good at playing. I think everyone who goes to drama school often they want to do it because they want to play and and um you know be creative and uh you forget how to I think if you don't if you don't um practice play does that make sense so I feel like I've, I've got a I've got a fun spirit that I got from school uh and I forgot everything I ever learned about Bertolt Brecht I'm so sorry <laughs> that's okay you don't have to remember everything and, and people are very much on the Hortman train now anyway um so yeah <laughs> Elizabeth Hortman is a, is a big thing about the forgotten Hortman and you know, Breck's name and the the dead white men. There's a bunch of um, there's a commentary now about well, we should stop teaching the, the dead white men and um, focus on other people. Anyway, no, so it's okay that you forgot about Breck as the, the curriculum <laughs> might be trying to as well. So forget you, everything you ever learned about white men. Yeah, forget it all. Um, that, that, I mean, that would be quite a chasm, but yes, maybe, or at least focus on some other people as well. Uh, I know I have, so look at me now. <laughs> You've forgotten all about it and you're successful. Maybe that's that's the that's the secret. That's oh. the ticket there. <laughs> Careful with throwing around that word. I just am. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's true. I'm sorry for using the word successful. That might, that might make you. you feel uncomfortable, but you're oh. definitely you're always working. You're always doing stuff. You've always got projects on the go and shows happening and things like that. It's really exciting seeing all the different things that you're doing. You're never doing the same thing twice either. From what I mean, I know you've done the same show, in, you know, yeah, producing true. the same season again, but you're, you're almost never doing the same thing. You're, you're very eclectic in, in what you do. Having an outside perspective is so nice. Thank you. Yeah, that is true. That is something I can hang my hat on. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. So you come from a drama family, if, if it's okay to call it that. Uh, your mom is a Victorian drama teacher and you've obviously mm-hmm. been acting your whole life. Was it inevitable or was there a moment of calling for you to do a drama and act? Oh, I reckon pretty inevitable. I remember uh, being a, a wee little kid uh, and 
other people wanting to be lawyers and doctors and whatever. And I thought, well, I, I could play a lawyer and I could play a doctor. So really I'll get to be all your careers in my play pretend acting. And I thought I was such a genius. Um, but I've always just loved mucking about and being a bit of a showboat. And I have never once thought I would be anything but an actor. So bit of a curse. Here we are. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. I mean, I think it was a lot of political commentators uh, were really mad at Donald Trump when he said, I've always wanted to be a successful businessman. I've always wanted to be that. I've known that since I was eight. And they say, well, some people mature and grow up and they and they learn about the real world. But I think there's a beauty in, in always loving one thing and always going after it and always wanting to be an actor and then following that dream and then living that dream. I think that's a wonderful success story. It is. Well, yeah, it is pretty wonderful, but uh, not to <laughs> undermine what you just said. It is very wonderful, and I feel you know glad that I know what I want to do. But by the same token, uh, I think I wasn't prepared really. I think teachers tried to prepare me in university, and I didn't listen too much about um, uh, how realistic it is to to be a full, like a full time actor in Australia. It's a pretty small percentage, so. Um, I, you know, I can't make an income from it really. I'd have to supplement it with lots of other things, which I've, and I've had like other wonderful jobs that I love, but um, learning to, what did someone said, kind of deflate the dream a little bit of like, um, maybe I'll never get to do it full time. And that's, and that's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as long as you but it still fills it. your bucket, still the thing yeah. that you love to do. That's it. Yeah. And hey, maybe anyone listening, Godspeed. I hope you do, uh, you know, get cast in a, in a show that runs for 20 years. Um, if that's what you want to do. What would the, I know that's not one of our questions, but would that be a dream? Would you love to do like the shame show for 20 years? Would you love to do Mousetrap on West End for, <laughs> for six decades? Or is that a kind of nightmare for you because you're so eclectic? Or would that be okay? I think it would be the best fun. I'll give it, I'll give it 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. Okay. Yeah, okay. that would be like a long running like sitcom base. Or oh, of course, a sitcom, that would be great. That's true. Doing the same kind of character for several years, but not the exact same show every night. True. Yeah, yeah you might go a bit insane. You've got to be a little bit insane to be a, a theatre person anyway, I reckon. That's true. <laughs> Uh, but you are an award-nominated comedian. You're a working actor. You're a content creator. Um, all of these different things which you've talked about, I see you as really eclectic. When you start a new project, how do you how do you start devised work or how do you start scripted drama comedy? Like these are two really different things. How do yeah. you approach those two different mediums? I feel much more comfortable when starting a, a, um, a scripted thing because you you have it. It's there, and often uh, you'll have. Uh, you know, the support of everybody else and you have um, uh, processes, I guess, that, you know, I probably, even though I say I can't remember, I think I've got processes that I learned in school and you've got your line learning techniques and your techniques about how to um, uh, basically work with other actors or like find meaning in the words, whatever you want to call it, acting, I guess. Um, I feel very much at home with a scripted piece and it's been a real like learning curve and a challenge but like oh just the most delicious reward um doing self-devised things which I started to be totally honest I wanted to self-devise something like with Lena uh as well because we were sort of sick of not really getting anywhere just by we felt like that that we weren't really achieving what we wanted to 
um, with, with her just doing her screenwriting stuff by herself and me doing my acting by myself. And we found by, you know, making something and, and saying something in our own voices, even though it was very challenging at times, that we've reaped a great reward from it. So that's been cool. That's um, fantastic. I don't know how we start. Yeah, <laughs> we just start, I guess. You <laughs> just jump into it. I mean, do you start with a concept? Do you do? I mean, I've done some duo comedy work in the past, and we tend to start with a concept and go from there. But other people start from from nothing and just start playing. Where, where, where do you start? Yeah, I well, we. Um, I think what we've tried to do now is sort of come up with like a theme of, of a generalized theme of what we want to maybe talk about. It's pretty broad. Like our show, different now. It started of like uh, being more of a piece about nostalgia. And it's turned into like how we feel we've, um, or I guess like the pre the pressures that you sort of are external after the past two years that everyone's been through, like how have you changed or how has it affected you or how are you different and are you better or what have you learned? And there's all this. And so it's kind of grown out of that. So uh, uh, different now, um, kind of exploring that. And then uh, if you want to come and see the show, you'll hear our, our uh, conclusion um but then um oh, I just forgot what I was saying devising stuff um but yeah so we started to start with like a, a, a thematic thing I guess to write within because otherwise it's just like take it's a bit too hard to um uh condense crazy ideas but we also have crazy ideas like uh, I remember one sketch that we did was because Lena was listening to the song Walking on Broken Glass by uh, Annie Lennox and she was like oh this would be funny if it was about people actually walking on broken glass uh, I'm just like sometimes ideas just pop in your head uh, and some great advice I got from a sketch comedian Roden Kelly was to never say no to anything straight away to always give somebody's idea uh, a go um, yeah, pop it up on the floor and once again great advice for students and teachers just throw it up there sometimes students can get caught in discussing the ideas about their ensemble or their solo for, for four hours mm -hmm. rather than just getting up and doing it have an idea pop it up on its feet see how it goes we fall into that trap too. You need constant reminders like, yeah, get get up. Even if like in your gut is screaming, no, like I don't think this will work. Like I, you will often be very surprised. So yeah, take a breath and get up there. Right. And and when you decide uh, what, you know, obviously when you get a script and do a show that works, but when you're making your own content, how do you choose which medium to use? How do you know if it's going to be a stage short or an on online video or a TikTok or, or whatever? What makes you decide? Or is that a ridiculous question? No, no, honestly, um, this is what I'm learning a lot, like working with a uh, beautiful, wonderful Lena Moon, um, who is so smart. And I guess because she also has like screenwriting. So she's done like, a you know, filmmaking courses too um she I think was started with a with much more of an awareness of how important sort of online stuff is and I, I don't think I would have even thought like why don't we film a special if it weren't for her because I, I do you know what I mean I was just like oh theater 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 and so it's wonderful having yeah yeah having people from different backgrounds to go well this would make a good web series or this would make a good like online like we have a show online right now you can look it up on stupid old studios um uh and it's it's that's another thing that's like that I wouldn't have thought of that you you know you have to be kind of brave to be like all right well here's a bunch of money and here's our time and he's yeah. um, money and time which all artists have lots of exactly yeah <laughs> for the love but um but yeah it's been so I, I don't know how we really do decide, but I think 
we want to try and do some more online stuff for the reasons I mentioned earlier. But um, yeah, uh, but she, I'm lucky that she's got such a background in that. So um, she knows how to use the equipment and she knows how to sort of set this stuff up. Uh, and so maybe that's something that, uh, you know, you want to talk to your kids about. It's hard. I, I found it hard coming out of uni. I don't know if you felt the same, Nick, where you were all geared up to do to to, to do work and do even your own plays and self-devised stuff. Oh, you've always been a, a bit of a writer. Uh, you are a writer. But coming out of uni and then, like, not knowing anybody else who knew how to do <laughs> anything different, who knew how to write or who knew how to direct or who knew how to put something on TV. Um, so get, I guess get into, find some, find some new friends, find some people who have different interests to you, I guess. Is that advice? Oh, that's absolutely. I was writing that down as you were, as you were speaking. I was going, absolutely. It's about finding people that, that obviously love working. I know when I left mm. school, I tried to, or university, I tried to find people that love just working hard and working on a project and, doing their due diligence and doing those things, like you said, learning their professionalism and, and working on stuff that was about finding your people. But then just as importantly, it's about finding people with totally different skill sets to you. And sometimes your, your friends aren't that your friends are very similar to you or the people you gravitate towards have similar skills to you. And I think it's great to find others. And you will, cause you know, groups can implode because <laughs> actors producing could be a nightmare because we don't know how. Um, but there's somebody out there who loves producing and who is good at it and get out to uh, networking, important part of being an actor, go to, go to your events, um, you know, join MEAA and go to those uh, little parties that they throw and try and meet other people, I guess. And I'll meet them online. Might, well, go for it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just saying that it, it, there's sometimes actors feel like they need, especially if you've trained as an actor, like acting is what I want to do. And then maybe you work out midway through, actually, I really like this producing thing, or I like the idea of advocating for others, or I like this. And I think not, not being ashamed of finding your strength and, and working on that, because uh, I know really? I went to uni with a bunch of people, some went off to be casting agents, some went off to be commercial directors, some went like they went off to do all kinds of incredible things. And it, it's not about not following the dream, it's about actually working out that when you're 18, 19, 20, maybe you don't know 100% of who you are, and it's okay to to find your strengths and, and work on supporting others. But I know that that's kind of a separate conversation. No, that's so wise though. And so true and so important. Like it doesn't mean that you've failed at being an actor. It means you found something else that you're good at and passionate about. I can't do the diagram because we're not on a video, but like, yeah, if you want to end up uh, at the, I'm going to say, if you want to end up at like the, the top of the left hand of the screen uh, and on the way there, you kind of get zigzagged all around and you end in like the, the top right hand of the screen, like that's still, you know, you've, it doesn't matter. Like as long as you're kind of like on your journey, it doesn't matter where you end up, I guess, in the end. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so a diagram, kids, right? <laughs> So just although we just talked about the fact you might not end up as, as an actor, which I believe isn't the focus of drama anyway, it's not like we teach drama to primary school students because we think everyone's going to grow up to be a, an award-winning uh, actress or, or, or actor. But why do you think young people should be studying drama and theatre, considering it's on this steep decline? Oh, I, I think it, it gives you so much. Like I mentioned playing earlier. It's you don't you don't get to do that in like a nine to five sitting at your computer job I mean you get to you know go and make a fun life for yourself but but playing and running about in a circle and, and playing drama games or whatever games or have mucking about it's 
uh, I think something that a lot of adults kind of, it just kind of slips away out of, out of practice or out of habit. And um, I think it's really, really important. Uh, I think acting teachers and uh, sorry, drama school teaches you um, uh, skills like empathy and being able to listen to other people and, better psychology as well I think it helps to understand um to understand people and teaches you collaborative efforts and you know because working with people you have to unfortunately do it your whole life even if you're an introvert um so it's good to have some um practical skills I guess for doing that too uh and it's it's it's, it's fun and it's interesting and it's different and um I think it's good for people who are just like me, who are from a, you know, kind of a smaller t- country town. It's like, it's like movies, you know, it's like it, it can open up a whole big world to you. And where do you think movies come from, kids? Drama school. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, the, the, big, the big movies. Um, <laughs> Which is the end goal. No, that's, we all, that's where we want to be. Um, so, um, yeah. I think that's absolutely true. Beautiful. I, I love your perspective on drama. So how do we find out about your show and maybe your special and how do we see it? Oh, thanks, Nick. Well, um, I think online is a great way to go. You can find us on Instagram at at Annie and Lena and it is spelled A-N-N-I-E-A-N-D-L-E-N-A. Uh, that's the main place you can find us and we've got a link tree in our bio but um so you can find everything from instagram we'll also put a link in the episode description of course uh you can do the old google of annie and lena um we are on uh our, our beautiful friends at stupid old studios uh that's where we filmed our special um this is our show the the live stream um so that's on stupid old studios presents uh, and please, if you are in Melbourne and you want to come and take a chance on uh, a couple of sketch gals, uh, then come, oh man, <laughs> that's really selling it. If you want to come and see our show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, it's called Different Now. We're on at the Queen Victoria Women's Centre on Lonsdale Street, uh, basically every Wednesday through to Saturday of the, of the festival. And I know you're saying taking a chance or taking a risk, it certainly won't be a risk. It's going to be a high quality show. <laughs> it's gonna be be fun yeah it's well it's it's an all all new show so even if you've seen our web series and you've seen the live stream you've seen our our past two shows this one is um pretty much completely different um different now hey so uh yeah it should be fun come and say hi as well i'd love to hear if you've listened to nick waxman's uh podcast and that's what sold you on coming to the show come and say hey thank you so very much i really appreciate all your time this morning thank you so very much annie lumsden thanks nick this has been a treat You can find a link to Annie and Lena's Instagram in the episode description. You can also find a link to their show as well as a link to the Stupid Old Studios special. Just go to the episode description and you will find it there. There are a large number of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. I believe there are 357 episodes now. If you would like to ask us a question or you have an idea for a future episode, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We are still celebrating the fact that we've got over 100,000 listens now, which is huge news for this tiny niche podcast. So huge thanks to our weekly, monthly, or occasional listeners. Huge thanks also to Halebury for letting us record here, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, and of course, thank you for listening.